Hi, welcome to the Movement for Modern Life podcast. I'm Kat Farrance and I'm founder of the Movement for Modern Life, known as the Netflix of yoga. In this podcast, I'll be exploring ways that we can all move more freely towards a healthy, happy and sustainable life. I'll be meeting teachers and experts in a variety of different fields. I'll be sharing with you some of my tips and tools that I have in my toolbox so you can take your small steps towards a healthy, happy, sustainable life. I'm Kat Farrance and welcome to our very first episode of the Movement for Modern Life podcast. After quite a lot of procrastination and time trying to work out the technicalities of this, I've finally bitten the bullet and gone ahead and done it. And I'm chuffed that you found us. So thank you. If you don't yet know me and the movement, welcome to our community. I hope that you find us welcoming and down to earth. Although I've been practicing yoga now for about 25 years, I'm very much a beginner, a wine drinker, a coffee drinker. I'm not much of a yogini, I'm more of a trier. But I just love the practices, both the on the mat and the off the mat ones. Um, They're so helpful to me in my life and they've helped me in dealing with life's challenges. And I'm using the podcast as an opportunity for me to find out more about how I can live a happy, healthy, unsustainable life, but easily, in small steps. And I'll be interviewing experts on this, who I think will be able to help us in our journeys, as well as champions of change. These are people who can inspire us to take the small steps we need in order to be the change in the world that we'd like to see. In Movement for Modern Life's very first episode, I'm meeting with Robin Watkins-Davis, who is both a champion of change and an expert in the field of teen yoga. She's the youngest ever person in the UK to become a yoga teacher, but more importantly than her age is the very inspiring work that she's doing both on and off the mat to help young people to manage their anxieties and so much more. Robin, hi. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, wow. It's so exciting to be on the very first podcast. I can't wait to listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. I'm sure that people are going to find your story utterly inspirational. Um, We know each other for... I'm just going to do a bit of an intro so people know. We've we've known each other now for, what, a year and a bit? Yeah. And um, you're a teacher on Movement for Modern Life. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm and I'm an artist, um, and a yoga teacher and um I just well, I'm not a teenager anymore. I've just turned twenty. Oh <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. Leaving those reckless teenage years behind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a bit daunting. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I can safely say you still have everything to play for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not too old yet. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, what I thought would be really nice is if you could share the story that you've shared with me, which is, how did you come to yoga? Oh, so I actually came into the meditation side of yoga first. Mm. Um, I was about 12 years old and my parents um, are split up. So my dad 
I, I wasn't seeing him for a while and when he came over to visit he um was just a bit shocked at how I was being in the home just being really sort of um disruptive and argumentative and angry um like a normal teenager like basically normal teenager. so how old were you I was, I was 12 then. oh yeah right. so it was still Very quite normal. yeah it was normal but lots of my school friends hadn't quite gone through that yet I think yeah. because of things that had happened in my life it just meant that I kind of matured a bit faster yeah. and so I went through that stage of it, it fast forwarded the angst for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all my you. friends were still there sort of like getting on with their parents and everything was fine and right. I was just really like <laughs> um and he said um come and stay with me in Scotland for a couple of weeks um and I think it would be good for you to just get out the house and do something different um and I think that was my first time really just with my dad one-to-one um and he at the time he was doing lots about uh, mindfulness and personal right. development um, and he kind of wanted to test out this course on me. So it was like a series of like journaling and questions. I like the test out the course rather than share what he's found. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, I, I think the personal that. development program was meant to be for his raft guides. But it didn't go down so well with the raft guide. So he thought, okay, I'll, I'll try it on Robin. I see. So that was his business. Yeah. Got it. And um, I ended up... Um, he lives in this a really beautiful part in Scotland near a waterfall and I ended up walking every day to this waterfall and sitting and I'd just sit and listen to the water and learn um I was being taught a couple of basic meditation techniques and I just would try that and listen to YouTube videos and I just felt so different by the end of those two weeks that I when I came back home I said right okay let's try and keep this going obviously change doesn't happen that quickly and things come up and you end up reacting in your old habitual way but but that's amazing that at that young age at 12 you'd already made that resolution yeah you decided this is good for me I want to continue it yeah because that's something which I'm um in my 40s is a very hard thing for me to wrap my head around so that's quite an extraordinary person to be able to have that resolve yeah and I I was very grateful as well to have dad's support over he even though he wasn't living there I would phone him every time I lost control again and I got angry and and we'd go through and he'd say oh walk me through what happened and of course at first I'd be like oh it was all the other person's fault and blah 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 and eventually in time I would then start to approach the conversation as oh what did I do what happened and realizing that actually there's quite a lot of stuff you can do to control a situation in your but by yourself um yeah and I I'll explain more later on about mm-hmm. noticing and how the yoga practice can help find the cues right. to um to then making that change happen mm-hmm. so that you you find that cue of that habitual reaction and then change it okay okay oh interesting um so you came to it as a tool to resolve your anxiety and it was through mindfulness which is interesting yeah so how did the how movement did the bit, how, right so, <laughs> why, why make um, the shapes <laughs> 
Well, it was it was a couple of uh, a couple of different situations. Um, one was a mindfulness course, which did actually bring in some movement. Right. And the second was a family holiday with my mum, and we were doing Tai Chi and things. Oh. And I really liked the aspect of movement, and that opened my mind. And then that Christmas, my grandma got me a yoga DVD. Um, and I found yoga easier at first than Tai Chi and things, because at this time I was still quite like fast paced. I didn't really want to, mm-hmm. you know, slow down. And I found yoga really accessible mm-hmm. for different emotions. I could take that onto the mat. Um and yeah, I did it every this DVD every morning before school, and I felt such a different. I would like go into school, and I'd feel ready for the day, energized, positive, wow. not half asleep. <laughs> it's amazing though that you had the resolve to do it just to a DVD at home. Yeah, like was your mum standing over you telling you to do it, or did no, you? No, well she was actually asleep because I'd have to wake up so early to do it, but wow. just it became. The motivation was mm-hmm. that I my body was feeling so good and my day would be significantly better when I practice. And so for me, then, the cost of not doing the practice, it felt more... Uh, it felt mm. better to do that than get an extra hour in bed. <laughs> and again, I need to just sort of pause and um, just take that in a bit because so many of us realise that these things are good for us, but we just can't be bothered frankly and again you've worked that out at a very young age on your own to a dvd because these are all barriers for people and the reason why they don't do things at home and well this is the thing as a a young person as well because this was going back about four or five years ago Mm -hmm. where actually yoga wasn't as accessible Mm. as it is now it Mm -hmm. wasn't in the news my friends didn't really know what it was um and i wasn't i live in the cotswolds so it's pretty hard for me to get to a class. Like yeah. I've got a big family of lots of brothers, so I couldn't rely on that class. So it was a different kind of teaching, and I think I realised that when I did my teacher training. Mm. Actually, there was quite a lot of yoga that I didn't know, the philosophy and things. I had no idea that that really existed. Yeah, of course, you but, were only starting your journey. Yeah, but, but it was starts. still, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's that resolve, it's the strength of character and the realisation of something makes me feel better, so I'm going to do more of it. Yeah. And I know it sounds pretty straightforward, but that's something that most people haven't really well, wrapped their heads it, around it, in and life. It, it, can, it takes time as well, I think. Mm. Um, and I think you have to be patient with yourself as well, because there are days where it's just difficult to get out of bed in the morning. I still have those days. Yeah. Um, that that's heartening to hear, even Robin. Yeah, I think it's all about <laughs> techniques of knowing that okay, I need to press the snooze button three times before I actually get out of bed. Yeah. So okay, building that snooze time in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. So you just found that the yoga really worked for you, and then when did you start to want to share it with other young people? So that was just after my GCSEs again I went to Scotland um, and it's I mean that in Scotland that is the only place where I get bored which Mm. means I have time to think and dream and Mm. um, it's important yeah and I was just thinking like why isn't this in school because by doing yoga in the morning it's significant 
significantly improved my grades and everything. Yeah. Because I'm not an academic person, but the whole thing of positive thinking and clarity. Um, and I just thought, why? This mm-hmm. isn't fair that, you know, I've got seemed to have this massive advantage now for the rest of my life knowing yeah. this. It's amazing that you already saw it as a superpower as well. It's like, I shouldn't be able to access this amazing Yeah, exactly. It, was, it just <laughs> felt so unfair that mm. I had that you know I had parents that were open to the idea but what happens if you didn't yeah interesting um, and so I thought right well why aren't young people doing it? and I thought oh well most of the yoga teachers that I've come across are sort of old mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so I thought maybe it would help to have a young teacher so that's why I decided to train that's great and um I mean again so many questions sort of arise from that um So when you've started working with young people, have you seen, because everyone says nowadays that young people are more anxious than they used to be, have you seen um, people being able to control their anxiety in that way? Or how do you see when you teach people? Um, Yeah, I do do definitely think there is a rise in anxiety. Um, And I think that's because of a number of issues. And... To be honest, no, I don't think many young people do actually know what to do with yeah. that because we're just not really taught in school. No, I think most um, old people don't know how, what to do with our emotions, our unwanted emotions. We too. don't get... It's almost like at school you're sort of told that you are your mind kind right. of thing instead of... Right. And, but they, they teach you the value of exercising and taking care of your body right. as if your body's sort of the home for your mind hmm. but actually well what if That's we're more than just the mind so <laughs> then you need to also take care of your brain the the very thing that's going to help you in school and they just don't really they do don't that. give you the tools do they no so i we're just um we I, not many people know but it is changing which is good um but yeah, I think the common thing that young people go to when I go into schools and ask mm-hmm. people, how do you deal with stress currently? Mm-hmm. Lots of people say, I comfort eat, yeah. I watch TV, I cry, oh, I you know, take drugs. or, oh. or So I, they distract themselves. Or I ignore it. And those are just very common mm. reactions. And distractions which, from their realities. Yeah, which is fine. But they also then also have, will be affecting. Yeah. It's not actually kind of, hitting the nail, is it? It's just kind of making another problem of it. Yeah, Um, and I think that, um, I think you're absolutely right, medicating yourself in whatever ways is sort of numbing yourself to reality Yeah. rather than opening yourself to it. Yeah, and it's like balance and everything. Mm. I'm not, I'd be totally lying if I said that I don't sometimes, you know, comfort eat or have a bit too much sugar when I'm stressed out or whatever. Of course. But I think... (laughs) It's almost like people. When I'm hearing people say that, it's like they don't know of another way. Mm-hmm. Because, or some good answers that people say are, or more supportive answers that people say are like walking in nature or mm. things. But it's like people mm. don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. No. No, they don't. It's funny, isn't it? Um. Um. What is it about yoga that you think helps people the most? Um. Like, what is the magic of yoga? Well, I think the it's a wholesome practice. So 
it's got the breath, the movement, mm. the relaxation, the yeah. philosophy. It's even got information about diet in there. Yeah. And then there's the whole eight limbs of yoga, which affects, you know, life around you, how you interact with mm. people. So I think because it's got such depth, it's so mm. transformative that it's not just um, like going to a gym class where mm. you're getting maybe some physical and mental benefits, but it's touching all parts of your being and um yeah I also the the other thing I think is great for young people is it's so adaptable that there's no this is the one way but it's a Mm. practice that can be shaped in any way that you like like for example sometimes when I go into schools if I'm working with some people that don't really want to be there I'll try Mm. and think okay what can we do to make this fun for you and so I've taught yoga to like rap music before and um just kind of making it as accessible as you can and with really sporty guys I just try and focus on like arm balances and things like that so I think that's what's nice about it is it's not too prescriptive you can yeah yeah yeah, no, that's right. And there are so many sort of different entry points, I suppose. Yeah. But that speaks to you as well as a teacher who's able to have that flexibility. You walk into a room and you don't know what you're going to get. And it might be people who just need very soft relaxation practices. Or maybe you're going to have to do arm balances to rap yeah. music. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> and also I think knowing that this is a problem with um how yoga is sort of shown stereotypically mm-hmm. as lots of people think it's like gymnastics and doing tying yourself in knots but yeah. actually like there's just a form of yoga where you're just reading scripture or just yeah. breathing you know yeah. you anyone can do it yeah. it doesn't matter if you're obese or yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. yeah yeah no i i agree with you and it's it i think it's bad for yoga all of the um yeah, obviously it's a massive topic, but all the sort of stuff on social media, which is showing sort of very athletic people doing impressive looking contortions. I don't think it particularly yeah. helps people understanding it as a tool yeah. to deal with life's challenges. It's a tricky one because <laughs> people seem as if that that's what they want to see because yeah, those sure. like, posts often get the most likes and everything. But then mm-hmm. it's also not necessarily that supportive subconsciously to no yeah no I, no I think that's absolutely right um because if one project of yoga is coming sort of to yourself coming to a future self who is performing handstands and is accomplishing a pose isn't necessarily um in service of what yoga might be but yeah that's another <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing isn't it's a whole, it yeah it's a whole nother podcast <laughs> Yes, let's do that next time. That's definitely needs yeah. a part two. <laughs> um, so tell us about your vision of bringing yoga to schools. Yeah, so my dream for yoga mm. in schools really is that every young person has access to it or just knows that it exists. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying that yoga is for everyone mm-hmm. because... Well, nothing is for nothing, everyone particularly. No, not yeah. one size fits all, but... Yeah just it, as I was saying earlier it just seems so unfair mm-hmm. and such a health inequality if if it's mm. not there it's it's because it it gives you such power and control over your own life that if some people get that and some people don't well it's like giving that person 
you know, thousands of pounds, Mm -hmm. and that person nothing. (laughs) It gives you such a head start in life. Um, It's a great way of looking at it. I love that. Yeah, and it is important for social equality. And the trouble is, of course, um, the people who are more likely to know about yoga are more likely to be a certain sort of group of people, a certain class of people, and others aren't as likely to be doing it, which only increases social inequality. Exactly. So, yeah, I love that. So it being in every school. Yeah. And how are you getting on with that? (laughs) (laughs) I do hope you're succeeding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a mission and it is something that I'm working away on every day. Good. Um, And there is a very exciting project that I am actually working with you and Mm. Teen Yoga on, which... I can't reveal the full details, <laughs> but we'll we'll have to keep everyone updated okay. with that. Great. But yeah, great. It, uh, my dream is that it's going to be inclusive, mm. um, and adaptable. I think that word inclusive is so important because that whole thing of yoga being for athletic, young, skinny, you know, all of yeah. that, um, type A people, and in a certain certain social class. It's so unhelpful, isn't it? And we can all learn from each other with the practice. Like, often when I'm teaching young people, I actually get them to teach some of the class now because I can learn so much from them, just even if it's the choice of words that they use when they're delivering. That helps me then understand, like, what part of yoga is really important to them. What are they hearing? What are they needing? That's so humble. I've never heard a teacher actually say that. Really? Never. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, it actually... I love I the perspective you bring on yoga. I didn't actually get that sort of idea, really, because yeah. basically what happened is some of my teen yoga students yeah. uh, are starting to say, well, can I teach them yoga as well? So I'm just basically letting them in the That's class. Great. I'll just say, right, Sophia, do you want to teach yeah. tree pose today? And I don't really brief her that much. And so it's beautiful because she just brings her own... That's amazing. ...inner teacher to it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's... Uh, yeah, and I've, ne- I've never heard it, and I love that they said something, and you didn't say, don't be ridiculous, that's not the way that... Don't you know I'm the teacher or, and you're a student? the kind of... It's difficult with the insurance and health and safety. I think people sometimes think, oh, no, that wouldn't be safe, or yeah. would the other students yeah. be you know think oh I'm but you're still in this. charge of the class but yeah you're still there supporting and yeah. if anything it's quite good because then you can go around and actually and interact and yeah that's great I, I, I love um I love your perspective on everything you've got a different perspective <laughs> you just turn everything around a little bit which I think is so important um the other thing I wanted to sort of talk about is how you're taking yoga off the mat because I know you mentioned that there's eight limbs and the other thing I know that you are an artist and you get involved in environmental projects. And to you, is there a connection? Um, between art and yoga. Yeah. Yeah, and everything. And everything. And everything. <laughs> and all of the um, crusades, which I know that you're on simultaneously. <laughs> um, totally. Um, yeah. I think it's only been recently, within the last eight months, that I've actually really started to see that connection. Mm. And by seeing the connection and the unity that it all has, Mm. it's giving such power. And it's 
making everything feel like it flows um mm. yeah with so with my art for example I really started to notice that the movement was giving me constant inspiration and creativity and this ability to see a different perspective whether mm. that be like physically being upside down right <laughs> where you see a completely different view um and just that constant sort of shifting of states from let's say you're angry and then you feel good mm-hmm. and so that has been um the fuel for my art project is that word shift is mm. i basically sat down one day and i was mm. like what why do i like yoga so much what mm. is it and I finally kind of realised that it was the shift. That, yeah, right. um, And so I did a whole project on um, using my body to make work, shifting my body weight around on paint and printing and trying to capture that movement. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, and you guys kind of did a blog about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. And, of course, I'm a massive fan of seeing life as a movement. Yeah. Because we're always moving. Yeah. Like everything in us is always moving. Yeah. Voluntarily or non-voluntarily. Everything's always changing. Absolutely. Yeah. And yoga is, a, to me, a little bit about um, managing that and finding ways, finding tools to yeah. um, channel it and make the most of that movement yeah. and to know that you're sort of moving forward in a certain direction. And what about your environmental projects? Because the... I know that you're always crusading on various things. Yeah, so the environmental projects... Mm. So this is uh, one of my big whys of why do I want to share yoga with mm-hmm. people and my main thing is because it teaches you how to care for yourself yeah how to care for others your relationships mm-hmm. but also then the whole world yeah that it, it's no surprise to me why you know so many yoga people are animal lovers or mm. vegetarian or all of these different things because it just kind of happens naturally i think when you're watching the breath mm-hmm. enter and leave your body it's like the whole universe is suddenly it's like you and the universe are just totally at one it's not just mm. like this separation it's yeah. like you're breathing in what's out there yeah. and so if you want to be healthy then that air needs to be healthy as well and everything so yeah, yeah there's a massive movement with um, school strikes which mm. I got involved in a couple of weeks Fabulous. ago which was su- such a cool environment just to see how many young people mm-hmm. were generally there and I know lots of people say yeah. oh it's just because they're skipping school but no oh, seriously no, people they young all. people generally do care a lot of them I think it's disgraceful that people older people are dismissive of um, young people's actions because frankly you guys are scooping up our mess <laughs> <laughs> You know, we we haven't me as the older generation. We haven't been bothered. We have been wasteful. We've been using plastic. We've been destroying our environment. We've been taking all these flights. We have been negligent in our care of the planet. You guys are seeing it for what it is, and how dare us be anything but um, you know, humbled by you having the energy and having having the perspective again to see it for what it is. I mean, it's brilliant. That amazing girl Greta oh, from so I think inspiring. it's Sweden. Yeah, and, that's right. And she's like really, kind of leading it all. And yeah, it's, I that gives me so much hope. Absolutely. Um, but also environmentally, I think there's small things that you can do each Great. each day. Okay, now let's let's do it. 
Because <laughs> we need we need those small, small steps. things. Yeah. Okay, where because where where can we start? <laughs> <laughs> so, um I think what I've been doing for our family household, because I'm not really, I'm still living at home with my mum mm-hmm. and stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of slightly out of control of the whole buying thing. But what I try and do is find like one main product every week to switch. Fabulous. So I'll do like, for example, um, instead of getting milk, I get it in bottles, I get it in glass bottles and cling film, swap that with beeswax wrap just swapped um, reusable shampoo and conditioner bottles with a refill station nearby. And it's just... And your hair does look glossy, so it's clearly working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's still high-quality products. Yeah. Well, because that's what people think, isn't it? To be honest, like, people often are like, well, I've I've seen the ads for, I'm just going to pick on a company, L'Oreal or whatever. Yeah. They say, because I'm worth it, they say that I'm going to have swishy main just like an actress yeah and if i go for the refill bottles i'll end up looking like yeah. some kind of but no the products no, are the just products as good are, and that they feel nicer because they've not got the chemicals and mm. actually there's nothing more beautiful i don't mm. than thinking oh i've now just put three less plastic bottles in the ocean yeah, yeah, yeah. and um yeah and i so the the refill ones that i use are called nate i think it's called nature's do you know that brand? No. Nope. <laughs> can't help me. We'll, we'll find that out <laughs> find and we'll that put out. that on the show notes. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and because before that, before Christmas, mm-hmm. I tried to take over the whole of the family shop and I was going to have no plastic. Okay. And I actually got quite ill with that because um, what was happening is my mum would come from work yeah. and my grandma and they'd yeah. buy... Um, something for my brothers yeah. in plastic and I would literally go mental because I had just spent <laughs> five hours going to different shops oh. getting everything plastic free going to the farmer's market mm. and then I started to realise that I was not taking care of myself yeah. I was starting to be horrible to my family yes interesting um, and great so self-awareness do small things and, and don't drive keep, yourself mad yeah because yeah. it is such a big issue, mm. but it's really important that we mm. stay grounded and know that just we're doing our best. And if you don't feel that you're doing your best, mm. just find little things that you can do mm. to make that happen. I love it. So little small steps. Um, that's perfect. Now, I want to be respectful of your time because yeah. I know that we we don't have forever. So... Um, I just want to shoot back to um, the stress relief mm-hmm. because we've got um, stress relief for exam classes coming up. Yeah. And that's coming up on Movement for Modern Life. And do you do those practices that you are on the, that, yeah. that you've just filmed? Are those things that you actually do? Yeah, and they were definitely things that I did literally every day or every week when I was doing my exams, both GCSE oh, and A-level. So what, what I did to come up with those sequences, I went through yeah. all my journals and I tried to, and I looked through my Instagram and I tried to really take myself back to when I was in that time. 
Um, oh, that's extraordinary. And, yeah, so hopefully the practice. So they really haven't just come from somebody saying, oh, I reckon that this will be good. These are these have been really tested. tried and tested. Yeah. And Some of them are quite <laughs> Did you do okay in your well. exams? Yes, I got three A stars. Hey, <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. And I'm seriously not wow. naturally clever or anything so <laughs> well I don't, I don't believe that for a second you're clearly an incredible and driven young woman um but yes um okay so they're, yeah. they're tried and tested methods. and they're, they're quite mm. creative practices as well with lots mm. of visualization so yeah. in one of them I get people to imagine a glass of water mm-hmm. and that water bringing a sense of clarity and energy mm. and and the idea with that is what I did when I was having my exams mm. is every time I had a moment where I was sat in the exam mm. and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I, I don't know the answer, yeah. panicking, I, I can't do it, I'm going to fail. I then would just look at my water and I'd go back to the meditation and I'd go, no, I can do this, I feel clear, I'm confident. And I'd remember that state of feeling intelligent and with it and I'd drink the water and then I'd have another go. Wow. Um That's so, so I think smart. it's finding little visual cues yeah, almost to help. That's amazing. Wow, I love that. I can't wait to release that series. Um and so we've talked about what small steps people can do for the environment. What do you think? What small steps can people do to keep themselves happy and healthy? Yeah. <laughs> um so I think with happiness, um, it, I always like the, the saying, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change, because that just feels so empowering that it, a lot of the time how we're experiencing life is through perception. Um, and if we change our perception, mm-hmm. then sometimes an experience can be it can have it can be different change the way you look at things Things and the things you look at change and things you look at change change the way you and sometimes that can be quite Mm. uncomfortable to sit Mm -hmm. with because sometimes there are things in our life that feel so tragic Mm -hmm. that you're like well what do you mean Mm. i can't just change the way Mm -hmm. i look at this Mm -hmm. that that thing this is the reality i'm not in control of that and of course that is true yeah but there's always a little bit of suffering that we kind of give ourselves as humans just mm. through that mental, you know, going over things and yeah. spiralling, that, that bit you can change. That's amazing. Um, but also I think another thing is with happiness is to know that it's okay not to be happy all the time. Hmm. Um, and being with that experience of feeling empty or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's, the happiness is kind of fleeting. It's not, it's not necessarily with us all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's a good point. It's a really good point. That's very wise. And then in terms of bringing the practice into everyday life, I think something I was talking about earlier with mm. those cues mm. is um, when... Um, what I used to do is I'd try to observe myself when I would lose my control or get mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. I'd try to find a cue of what would what would trigger that reaction. What would I do? Would it be something physical? Mm-hmm. Like I'd tense up a particular part of my body. And then as soon as I could tell 
that in a situation, let's say someone's shouting at you mm-hmm. and you're then starting, you're, you've managed to stay controlled and then suddenly there's one thing, mm-hmm. you tense up yeah, and you right. just go. I try to find that cue and just keep practicing and playing around with then when I felt that, mm-hmm. could I just experience that oh I'm, and go, oh, I'm tensing up now, okay, relax. And, and that um, actually using the body and the movement mm. in the body to help with situations that's a good one yeah and noticing it um so to wrap up yeah what's your morning routine <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a secret to me <laughs> my morning routine um I well I press if you have one. I, I I press snooze about three times. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a strong way to start. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it somehow makes me feel good to have extra time. Extra time like and it. just to slowly wake up mm. instead of jarringly jump mm. out. Um and then I'll get a cup of tea or something mm. and I'll roll out my mat and I'll either put a movement for modern life video on or I'll just make something up. Oh, brilliant. And then... And how long do you practice for in the morning? It does vary. I like to practice for about 45 minutes if I can or an hour. Wow. But sometimes it might just be it's 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if I really don't have enough time, to do movement then mm. I'll just like warm up my joints a bit and do some breathing and meditation but I mm. always try and do breath work and because for me that's what gives me so that fuels me then mm-hmm. for the day with the prana and just yeah and then so the nice. meditation feels super important because I feel like that's where you really get to know yourself and yeah mm. So that's a good one. So you, so you get to know yourself. Um, so what's your advice to us about how we can find... Because you've obviously got a very strong life calling and a mission in your life. Um, if people want to be a champion of change, how do they find their calling? Is it? Do you think it's meditation? As... I think meditation does help because mm. the more you can get to know yourself, I think the better. Mm. Like... At school, I remember that, and people still ask me now, like, oh, what do you want to do for your life? And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do for my life. Well, you're doing it, aren't you? You're doing your life, yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, oh, what do you want to do in 20... And it's a projection, you, And right. people say, oh, what do you... You know, what's your mm. life goals? Mm. And it's like, I don't know yet. I haven't even really experienced that much of mm. life. Mm. Um, and I think that can be a really off-putting question. Mm-hmm. But if you can actually just take the time... Mm. to just explore things like oh what don't I like what do I like mm. and know get that, to know yeah making better. mistakes is also useful yeah um as long as you don't just stay in that mistake out of fear but go mm-hmm. oh that's not making me happy change and um yeah I think that helps because to be to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. I didn't just wake up one I did have the idea of being a yoga teacher but I when I was younger, mm-hmm. I thought I'd be an artist or something. Which, yeah. Well, you so still are. But... I still am, but yeah, I think it just unfolds. It does. <laughs> I like that. It, it does unfold. And I think that's a really good message is to be a bit flexible. Is there anything else you would like to share with the good people 
good people. <laughs> All the good people. With the there. MFML family. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think um, just, yeah, just encouraging people to be their own sort of teacher mm. and trusting their gut and that they that they know what they need to do yeah they have everything yeah and in terms of practically as well um with the art stuff if people Mm -hmm. want to see some of the artwork that we're talking about i don't have a website yet Mm -hmm. but i've got um an instagram account which is rart dot insta so that's uh, (laughs) a yeah r and then art okay dot insta as in like robin good one Um, good handle yeah okay and then they can also follow you on where, on where Instagram else um, yeah. on my yoga account which is bliss by Robin bliss by Robin yeah. great and of course they can find your videos on movement for modern life yeah um, cool yeah well um, thank you so much for your time I'm really humbled <laughs> by you Robin I think you're an absolute inspiration and um yeah definitely somebody who i'd aspire to be so thank you (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for creating all of this you're amazing (laughs) not at all all right thanks a lot so what do you think did you enjoy this chat did you enjoy getting to know robin I don't know about you, but I find her an utter inspiration. I love the way she sees the world. I love her idea of shift. I think that's beautiful. Shifting your perspective, transforming the way they look at thing, the way you look at things, which transforms the thing itself. Um, to me, that's what that's what yoga is all about. And I love the way that she has teamed up what she has found for herself to actually bring it into the world, that she has found the practices to help with her anxiety. And those very same practices are the ones that she's sharing. She's not sort of reading from a book. She's not doing it from an academic viewpoint. It's all just her experience of it. And um, I really love the way that she has sort of blossomed that out into the world. It's not just about her and herself and her feeling better. It's about everybody and the idea of social equality with it as well and how it links into her art and environmentalism. Um, Gosh, what a savvy woman. And I think it's also a little bit patronising sometimes when people say, gosh, isn't she good for a 20-year-old? No, I mean, no, she's great for a human being, frankly. And I am certainly learning some of the skills that she has and I really hope that you have um, learned something as well and she's inspired you in the way that she's inspired me as well and I hope you have enjoyed our very first Movement for Modern Life podcast. So do check out movementformodernlife.com for more inspiration and to obviously to see Robin's practices on there and there's a free 14-day trial as well. And if you think that other people should or would enjoy listening to this podcast, please do give us a review um, on wherever you found us, on iTunes or wherever. Um, I'd really appreciate that. And then hopefully 
our community can keep growing and we can keep supporting those people who are championing change, championing change through yoga, which is what we are all about. So thank you very much for sticking with us and have a great day.